Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Hello, and thank you for joining us for ASHP's Practice Journeys podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experiences shaped who and where they are today. My name is Calvin Ice, and I will be one of our hosts today. Uh, we will be joined with and chatting with Scott Balesta, Haley Brazil, and Colleen McCabe about the value of Board of Pharmacy Specialty certifications, the exam preparation timeline and resources, and maintenance requirements for new practitioners interested in pursuing board certification. Thank you for making the time to join us today. And we're also joined by one more host. We have Stephanie Waitman, who will be introducing herself. Thank you, Calvin. I'm Stephanie Waitman, your other co-host today. So let's go ahead and get started. So to begin with, could each of you tell us a little bit about yourself, your current position, and what areas you're board certified in? Let's start with you, Scott. Hello, everybody. So I'm Scott Balesta, um, and currently I'm a full professor in the Nesbitt College of Pharmacy at Wilkes University. Um, and I currently have board certification in critical care, which I obtained this past fall in 2022. Um, and my initial certification was in pharmacotherapy, um, which I uh, had uh, completed uh, back in, I believe it was 2009, and recertified once before obtaining my critical care certification. Thank you. Next up, let's go with Haley. Hi, everyone. I'm Haley Brazil. I'm a clinical pharmacy specialist in internal medicine at Houston Methodist Hospital in the Texas Medical Center. And I'm the director for our PGY2 internal medicine pharmacy residency program. I've been board certified in pharmacotherapy since 2021. Thanks, Haley. And last but not least, tell us about yourself, Colleen. Hi, everyone. My name is Colleen McCabe. I'm a clinical oncology specialist at Vanderbilt Medical University Center. I specialize and have a clinic in sarcoma and adult melanoma, and I've been certified in my BCOP since 2020. Sounds like we have a lot of board certifications to go around and discuss about. So on that note, what drove you to become board certified? We'll start with you, Scott. Yeah, so for me, it was a, uh, something I wanted to do personally and professionally. I felt it was something that uh, would elevate my stature amongst my peers, not only in pharmacy, but also amongst my colleagues, the nurses, physicians, and so forth that I work with in the ICU. Because even though my initial certification was in pharmacotherapy, I still practiced and worked in the ICU at the time. Uh, but there was no critical care certification at that time um, back in uh, the late 2000s. So. Um, and also, when I entered my academic appointment, it was something that was encouraged. It wasn't necessary to become board certified. Um, there was no incentive salary-wise or academic rank or anything, but it was highly encouraged to uh, obtain board certification. So, But it was really something that I wanted to you know, set me apart um, from others, especially amongst my peers and colleagues in the ICU. That makes sense and a lot of great reasons. What about you, Haley? What drove you to become board certified? Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything that Scott has said. Um, in addition to that, I think that the preparation and recertification can give a more formalized pathway for review and staying up to date on specialized topics within your practice area. 
I think that it can be especially helpful with recertification programs that can provide more longitudinal opportunities for studying emerging material. Uh, word certification is one element that ASHP assesses for resident preceptor qualifications. And then also it's commonly part of the promotional ladder at many institutions. Haley and Scott, thanks for sharing a little bit about your journeys to become board certified. We appreciate hearing about that. Um, for our next topic, we're gonna shift gears a little bit and focus the question on for those pursuing board certification, when do you recommend pharmacists take that exam? And Scott, we'll look to you first again. Sure, so for me, um, and so I would say probably you should recommend, I would recommend taking it probably within the first two years of completing your, your terminal training, whether that be, um, well, I, I know you have to wait oh, several years longer after pharmacy school if you don't have residency, but after residency, you should take it within, I say, the first two years after completing that. I think the sooner the better, um, especially if you're doing the generalized pharmacotherapy exam. The topics are very broad. You need to know a lot about everything. Um, all different practice areas, disease states, et cetera. I think if you're doing a specialized exam, um, you probably have a little bit more time after completing your terminal training, um, especially if you're working in that area of specialization. But I would say the sooner the better. Um, I waited several years, um, well, mainly because I just, again, the first time I took the exam, we'll get to this a little later on, it was only offered once a year. Uh, and every time I wanted to take it, I had something going on where I had a conflict with the, the exam date. So, but I would say within the first two years after completing your, your terminal training. Thanks, Scott. That's great advice. And as a, a PGY1 residency program director, that's typically what I recommend to our residents as well as considering early board certification rather than waiting too long. So appreciate you going through that. Um, Colleen, what do you have to add to this question? So I'll add as well, um, I actually signed up for my exam at the end of my PGY2 year and took it in the fall, a couple months after finishing my PGY2. Um, and it's very commonplace in the oncology field for BCOP certification to be a requirement for a specialist job. So typically when you're hired into a job out, out of residency, you're allowed about one year to become board certified. So my recommendation would be if you're in that situation, to give yourself two opportunities just in case in the fall you're not able to pass the exam, you have the spring to do that as well. So I say while you have everything fresh in your mind, um, coming out of PGY2, if you're able to get the board of the exam out of the way, um, I think that's a good idea. All right. Thank you, Colleen. That's great advice and information. We appreciate it. Scott, did you have something else to add? Yeah, so one of the things Colleen mentioned, which again didn't affect me personally because I had nothing within my, um, I was in academia the first time I got certified, but for those who need certification to obtain a certain or, or maintain a certain position or credential, um, I think that's excellent advice that she gave to uh, take it sooner than later if you have a time window. This way you can complete the exam at a later time and still meet your uh, requirements for your current position. Great. Thank you, Scott. And Haley, what are you, what are you, what's uh, your advice on recommendations for time frame for certification? With my experience, I went for the pharmacotherapy exam. Um, and because you can test for the BCPS after the first year of residency, you can consider setting for it during your second year of residency if that's something that you're going for while your training is still ongoing and everything is still fresh. Um, and you can actually leverage that um, in your favor. Thanks, Haley. I definitely, I personally agree with that advice. Uh, when I got my BCPS, it was when I was a, a PGY2 critical care resident. I found it helpful to 
not only build upon what I had learned as a PGY1, but get that certification before finishing residency. Okay, for our next topic, our next question, Scott, could you touch on the format of the exam and if there are any nuances that may differ from other professional exams you've taken? Sure, so as I mentioned earlier, most recently I took the exam in the fall of 2022, um, which is the first time I've been certified in critical care. Um, and the format of that exam, it's electronic, uh, delivered over a computer. You have to register a little bit one of the testing centers in your area. Um, and it covers the domains uh, particular to that, you know, a particular specialty exam that you're taking. And the, the general pharmacotherapy one has several other um, areas in which it'll be tested on, as I said, multiple disease states and so forth. But I haven't taken that one for a long time. Um, but I do have a history of when I first took the exam, um, it was on paper, it was only one testing day a year. And when I recertified by exam for the first time in pharmacotherapy, it had transitioned by that time to an online exam uh, with two testing dates during the year. But currently, again, the, the, the exam is offered on a rolling basis. Um, and even the, the particular format, how it's included in each of those domains will depending on what exam you actually are taking. All right. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate you going through those details. Um, and for our next question, we're going to transition to Stephanie. All right. So we've talked about the why and, and the when when it comes to board certification. Let's talk about the how. What recommendations do you have for those preparing for board certification? And can you tell us more about the timeline you followed when you're studying for the exam? Let's start with Haley. Sure. So many people prefer to create a calendar with deadlines for reviewing certain areas. I personally used a study book and I leveraged my rotation experiences during my PGY2 residency year to study specific chapters. Examples of this would be that on my nephrology rotation, I studied nephrology and fluid and electrolyte chapters. During the cardiac ICU learning experience, I studied the cardiology and anticoagulation chapters, things like that. Uh, for those not studying during a residency year, you could utilize patient cases and disease states on your service or topic discussions with students and residents to review different chapters. Um, I also teamed up with a colleague to quiz each other and to hold each other accountable. Um, and we made sure to review areas in which we didn't feel as strong closer into the exam date. Thank you, Haley. I also, um studied both for BCPS and BCPPS, and one of them I chose to do a live review, and one I chose to do more of a study on your own. So I think a lot of it too can factor into what your personal preference is and how you learn best. So yeah, Colleen, do you have anything else to add for this? Thanks, Stephanie. I just wanted to add also in the oncology space, there's actually live recordings you can listen to and purchase different study materials, uh, specifically through ASHP and also through HOPA organizations. You can even attend conferences live where they're doing the recordings to ask specialists different questions and they offer practice questions as well. So depending on how you learn, whether it's from a written format or listening to it, I would encourage those sitting for the BCOP exam to purchase one or even both of the study guides in order to prepare. Thanks for that advice, Colleen. So transitioning to maintaining your certification, what are the requirements for maintaining your specific board certification? We'll start with you, Scott. 
So for the current certification I hold in critical care, there's either you can be certified by CE um, or exam, which I think is fairly similar for the other certification areas as well. Uh, for CEA, uh, I can't recall the exact um, number of credits that you have to obtain. I think it might be 120, um, but I could be incorrect about that in the time period that uh, you have to recertify. Um, as I mentioned earlier, I recertified by exam uh, the first time I recertified for pharmacotherapy. And then when that uh, certification of mine lapsed, I certified for critical care. Um, I plan to do the same thing for critical care. Um, so I'm not you know, necessarily privy to all the details for recertification through CE for the critical care exam. Um, but I know that it's fairly standard, I think, across the uh, different certification exams. And you have to obtain so many credits um, within a certain period of time. You can't uh, top end load all your credits or bottom end load all your credits. You have to obtain them over the duration of the time in which you're certified through. So. Thank you, Scott. What about you, Colleen? So for in oncology, I'm specifically going through recertification for my uh, BCOP exam, and I'd say most people tend to choose that. Uh, it also is required, besides continuing and getting a certain amount of CE credits, to complete one of the recertification courses that I mentioned, so specifically through ASHP or HOPA. So it's required that you do that, I believe, twice in order to recertify. So I'd say most people decide to choose that. You also might find that through your institution that that's reimbursed versus testing might not also necessarily be uh, reimbursed, but it depends on the institution. You can also, if you're trying to network within oncology, most likely already attending some of the conferences where you would get some of that CE credit. So depending on what works for you, I think both could work well. That is some valuable advice. Thank you, Colleen. One other thing I'd like to throw out there is, if, especially if you have more than one board certification. Um, so for me, I'm a pediatric practitioner by training, but I also maintain my BCPS. And I find value in certifying through CE because it kind of helps me stay more informed on what all is happening in the adult world while I spend a lot of that time in the pediatrics world. So with that, we'll hand it back over to Calvin. All right, thank you, Stephanie. Uh, before we wrap up today, uh, would any of our speakers like to share any closing advice for listeners who are preparing for board certification? What about you, Colleen? My specific advice is I would recommend visiting the testing center the day or week before you actually take your exam. Uh, sometimes at the testing centers, parking can be difficult to find or finding the actual exam area itself. So in order to ease your anxiety the day of the test, um, I recommend visiting in advance. Oh, yeah, that's great advice. Try to calm the nerves before you actually get in for the exam. Um, Haley, do you have any advice? Or during the exam, you can flag questions and come back to them if you're unsure, because subsequent related questions may give you a little more insight or hints into the answer, or at least help to narrow down the choices that you have. Great, thank you, Haley. And Scott, what about you? What advice do you have for our new practitioners? So one practical item I would recommend is bring some food for during the break. You're allowed a break. Um, and bring something, whether it be in your car, or you won't be able to take it into the, the actual computer area where you take the exam, but they'll have lockers outside, or you can leave it in your car. 
um, and have some kind of food and maybe a drink or something to have so that you can sustain yourself through the remainder of the exam. <laughs> yeah, definitely important. You want to make sure that you can uh, focus in on the exam and uh, use your breaks appropriately. So thank you, Scott, for that. And I think that's all the time we have for today. I just want to thank all of our panelists for joining us today and sharing their stories. You can join us here at ASHP Official in the Practice Journey podcast as we learn about how our members seek out, grow, and evolve during their careers. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on 